Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Snot Rocket Podcast. This is episode seven, part three, and in this particular episode, we are continuing our drug series where we are going to take a look at the dominance of the East African countries, specifically Ethiopia and Kenya's dominance in distance running. Joining me as always is Tommy. How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing all right, man. I brought some beer, of course. Of course you did, and you brought a very tasty beer. Yeah, this Crappy is Canyon uh, by Heavy Seas. It's yes. pretty it's pretty good. I like this. This is a very good beer because it's very citrusy, not too much. I like nice it. Nice and summery kind of flavor to it. Yes. Yeah. It's a little high in ABV, but I guess we'll just drink less of them, maybe. Hey, what is it, 7.2? That's not a big deal. Okay. Well, it's not like the 8.5 in the beer episode. Like, wondered why we're all kind of like, hey, I'm kind of yeah. fucked up. What's going on here? <laughs> we had a couple comments on uh, that. Were you really drinking that beer? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another... Big, big mistake. So gather on snotties. Tommy's going to teach us some more today. This is an informative episode. Uh, and, and if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, episode five and episode six, we started down this journey of looking at drugs and doping and running. And we are continuing on today. Um, there's been a lot of discussion and debate as to why the East African countries have been so successful and dominant in the middle and long distance running. And we're going to talk about some of the physiological studies that try to explain why and how certain tribes can run longer, faster, and better than and other runners throughout the world. And drugs. And well, actually, Tommy's so going to add in the four, drug element. Part four. I'm, really go, I'm going to specifically get into Kenya and the drug scene there because it's crazy what it's like. But one of the things we decided to do, we have been doing these every other week. Yep. Um, Mostly because we're not sure how long this is going to last, if it's going to be like a year or so. So we're trying to stretch it out and torture you guys. But we kind of decided with this one kind of being a five-part series that we're, we're going to uh, pump these out every week. So good news, bad news. Good news is these are coming out every week, and bad news is these are going to come out every week. Yeah. So if you wanted more of the Snot Rocket podcast, you're going to get it. Woohoo! And you're not going to have to wait two weeks. It's going to come at you every week. Wow. So stay Ray for Tuesday. Stay tuned. All right. Uh, let's, as we need to, we need to take care of you housekeeping things. Uh, for those of you that are commenting on the volumes, we're working on it. I think we're getting better. Um, I think we've kind of figured out how each of us are, you know, speaking into the microphone. It takes a little bit. Listen, we don't know we're, we're just doing. two jackasses. We have no clue what we're doing. Bought a couple microphones and we're using, you know, some. It was actually offered um, that we would someone would buy us good mics, and I was like, uh, "These kind of are are good. <laughs> these, are, these aren't bad mics. It's yeah, not these the are, mics. Yeah. It's just a matter of trying to figure out how to talk into the microphone and yeah. not, you know, blast or not, you know, be too quiet. Listen, I think we're doing a lot better than some of the podcasts out there. So yeah, uh, like I, I think the I like one you had. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't need to do that again. Episode six, which I like how you just ignored it too. We <laughs> haven't. <laughs> We haven't <laughs> dropped episode six. That'll drop, of, of course, before this. But in in the podcast, uh, I'm, I probably will hear it from you. So I'm just going to say, shut the fuck up right now. I pronounce L carnitine cor- incorrectly, and uh, no carotene. It, well, it's car- I've heard it pronounced with a L carnitine. Okay. So I could be wrong on that. <clears throat> just go ahead and prefacing that. Just and I think we're going to have it first, my man. What's we're that? Gonna, we're going to have a first. A first apology from the Snot Rocket podcast. Okay. Um, in the episode prior to this one that is coming out next week, 
as we're recording this, even though it doesn't make any sense that I'm saying that because you guys haven't heard. But anyway, um, I said something about um, I called Galen Rupp a uh, horse tooth motherfucker, and and I should apologize for that. In my defense, in my defense, Galen Rupp does look like he, he can eat an apple through a fence. So, so you're apologizing to Galen Rupp. No, 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 no. I'm apologizing to horses. After all the shit we've done to them, <laughs> oh my God, between the drugs and, and you know, uh, hitting them, them with sticks, man, you know, dance on bowls and all that shit to do with the zoo or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. No, he can go fuck himself. I thought you were going to apologize to your mom, but I guess not. <laughs> I'm certainly not apologizing to Galen Rupp, that horse tooth motherfucker. <laughs> we need to hire a lawyer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, again, ten bucks is ten bucks. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I, we're not making any money off of no, this. No, no, no. This we've is costing us money. Added ads. We've. Uh, you can subs- well, you can contribute, but still. Yeah, last somebody check, wants to give us beer. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll take their beer. Last check, the balance is zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're killing. All it. right, so let's jump in this. Yeah, so, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, this episode again, as as you talked about, is about how it seems, especially in a marathon. Yes. That uh, two somewhat small countries in East Africa, Kenya and Ethiopia, are just in the last 30 years, 40 years, have just dominated the distance running scene like nobody's business. And, you know, that's not necessarily an unusual thing. That meaning a small segment of population or a, or, or a country dominating it. Like back in the, like, say, the, the 20s and 30s, you had the Scandinavians that mm-hmm. were dominant in distance running. And then in the 50s and 60s, it was, it was the Australians. And you kind of have – you could kind of point to training methods being a huge part of that because the 50s and 60s, that was uh, Lydiard coming out. And he's the guy who has made the, the blueprint on how to train. And you can make the argument that anybody – in terms of coaching, who is any good is a spinoff of what he did. Okay. And uh, similarly, in the 20s and 30s, it was kind of kind of the same, but literally really got the science in it and really nailed it down that, yeah, you got to run 120 miles a week in order to have any shot at being a, a top-level distance runner. You know? So um, the, with the Kenyans and Ethiopians, you started having um, – People coming up with crazy reasons. I shouldn't yeah. say crazy. Well, like Roger Bannister. In a speech in 1995, he started talking about how the heel bone was bigger mm-hmm. in East African runners and that their Achilles tendon was a little different and their subcutaneous fat and all this. Yeah. And it was all horseshit. And from what I can kind of see is people who come up with reasons why they're better they're kind of throwing darts, yeah. and just hoping something hits, and, it, and it's like, yeah, this is this is it. Because I don't think they can really figure out why, but yeah. they certainly are dominant. Well, and and when when you talk about like, well, what certain countries dominate, and this goes just beyond just running. Uh, you know, the discussion always comes back in, let's say, soccer or football. You know, uh, American soccer. You know, why is the U.S. not on a competitive level, and why are these other countries? so successful year in and year out and dominate World Cup, Brazil, uh, you know, Germany, things like that. But here in the United States, and we'll, we'll talk about this as far as how it applies to Ethiopia and Kenya, 
where all they have is running. In the United yeah. States, and soccer. The, yeah. these kids, they, they're going to play baseball. They're going to play basketball. They're going to play, you know, they'll, they'll play soccer, but they're going to play American football. I mean, they're, they're going to be, they're going to have so much other opportunities that I guess in a way kind of things get diluted a little bit. And, you know, not always the best athlete is going to go on to play soccer where in some other countries like Brazil, you, you know, you're, you're, you're born kicking a ball around. Yeah. From day one. And you have people that were, you know, Pele and, and, and beyond who have been successful and in international stars. And that's what they want to be. Right. You know, and where an American kid has, well, I'm going to be LeBron and I'm going to be, um, you Michael know, Jordan. Michael, yeah. yeah, I'm going to be Michael Jordan. I'm, I'm going to be the best, you know, nobody. Fo- I'm gonna be Tom no- Brady. No kid in middle school now is going, I want to be a horse-toothed motherfucker. <laughs> None of them are doing that. You're right. You're right, because they don't want to run. They don't yeah, exactly. Running. Running's stupid. Exactly. It is, yeah. You know, and there's a reason for it. You yeah. know, people are just not that interested in it. They just yeah. – and I kind of liken it to when, you know, you see people like Megan – Rapino, you know, griping about equal pay, which that's a topic that I can go down a yeah. Let's let's do that right now, Tommy. Let's okay. go ahead and just fire so, up the no. I'm yeah, so, <laughs> so, gonna piss off a lot of people but, right out the bat. Well, you know what's funny with that is they were offered the same contract as the men, and they turned it down, and they should have because right. they uh, got things like four hundred one k, dental, health insurance, um, all the stuff that the men were getting with their professional teams, not okay. the national team. So they smartly mm-hmm. got a better deal. And they, they actually made more than the men did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that if the men had the same success as the women, they would have gotten paid a lot more because they didn't have all the other stuff in there. Right. And by a percentage of what the women's bring in, they get a higher percentage of that revenue than the men actually do. Okay. Yeah, you know? and see – the the sponsorship and the viewers are 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 more attraction to the men's game. Right, right. Where not money basketball. Basketball is the same way. The WNBA has never had a profitable season. Right. Ever. And they are they get a large subsidy from the men. Which is fine, which is the way they, they want to work it out. That's great. It's, right. You know, it's one, it's, I think yeah. it's one thing. It's the yeah. NBA, I, WNBA is kind of the same I don't get problem. a say in what kind of money that they you know, they can do so they can do whatever the hell they feel like. Right. You know, but it comes down to there's just no interest in it. Yeah, it comes down to there, it, it, there's no interest. There's no one's watching it. So sponsors are not going to go that way. Men and women are not watching it. <laughs> Neither of them are. No. Yeah, that, that's true. Viewership is down yeah. overall. I mean, nothing's, yeah. nothing's going to beat the NFL right now. Right. And it's the same thing with running. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about it, you know? I yeah, mean, nobody cares about it. And, and there's there's nothing you and I or any anybody else can do about it. You're you know? not going to be like David Beckham's level superstar status in the world if you're running. Right. Especially except, if you're a horse tube motherfucker. Except, <laughs> except if you're in Ethiopia or Kenya. Then and, there's a way to get some money. It's right. still not it's not LeBron money. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, you know, Tiger Woods kind of money. It's it's like Kipchoge is a multi billionaire. The man is set. But he is not normal for that. Mm-hmm. Like He's you make, an anomaly, yeah. Yeah, you make and you make a quarter of a million dollars, and you struck at gold as a distance runner in Kenyan. But Ethiopia. he's like uber rich 
yeah. in Kenya. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's right. he's pretty rich even here, you know? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a, he's Relatively. Multi- yeah. He makes a shit lot more money than I do. Well. <laughs> of course, he doesn't work in social services like I do because... Where smart. all the money is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the money's in social <laughs> services. Hell yeah. So but, the we, we, we talk about it. So in recent history, uh, going back the last, I don't know, 40 years, the dominance has start. You start to see the dominance. Yeah. And it was like a light switch too. Yeah. Especially the women. Mm-hmm. Especially the women. So the really the first instance of somebody coming out and just like where did that country come from was in 1960 and 64 uh Abebe Bikila won the gold medal in 1960 and 64 and the wild thing is when he won the Olympic gold in the marathon when he won it the first time he ran it barefoot and he had broken the Olympic record in fact he kind of shattered it and it was uh what's his name's record Zatapak's record Emil Zatapak yeah, that man was a beast. Not Ethiopian or Kenyan, though. Still dead. You know. <laughs> we tried to get him on. I tried to call him up. <laughs> you know. So, um, what is Hank his manager or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's not returning my damn calls. Uh, so, so since then, since uh, his double win in the Olympics, the men have won sixteen medals in the marathon. They have six golds four silvers, and four bronze. That's a third of all the total medals from that time. Okay. In the women, the women didn't start the marathon in the Olympics until 1984, when famously um, uh, Joan Benoit won. Joan Benoit, yep. What a beast she is, who was. Um, That's L.A., right? Yeah. Uh, Yes, L.A., yes. And uh, so that was in 84. Now, the women didn't get their first medal until 96, And that was in Ethiopian. But since then, Ethiopia and Kenya have gotten 10 medals, four golds, four silvers, and two bronze, also a third of of the total. Right. Which that is interesting because when you – and we'll get into this more when we start talking about Kenya and the the drugs. But when you consider like the top 100 – the top fastest times – the top 100 fastest times in a marathon ever with men – all but 10 are Ethiopian and Kenyan. And something like all but two or three are East African, you know. Right. So their, their dominance is just unbelievable. And what makes that really wacky is how people come out of nowhere and then disappear, mm-hmm. you know. True. So, um, but, but also with the, with the medal count, the world championships started in 1983, and I believe they started every four years, and then they switched it to every two, right? And um, that started in 1983. So the men have 22 out of 57 medals. They have eight golds, nine silvers, and five bronze. Mm. They have 14 of the last 21 medals. Yeah. The women have 16 medals, have eight golds, six silvers, and two bronze. The, of course, this is the... Kenyan and Ethiopian women. Right. They have 12 of the last 21 medals. So they just are absolutely killing it. I mean, like, and you can't say marathoning is something something new. Like, you might be able to, well, basketball has been around a while too, but running marathons have been around longer. Football. Yeah. Football's been around since, what, uh, the Super Bowl's been around since 1967? Yeah. It would 
it would, it would be like if the same team won, you know, 12 to 13 of the last 21, you know, Super Bowls. It'd be like that would be yeah. ridiculously dominant. That just doesn't happen, you know. Well, the Steelers came close to that in the 70s and 80s. I'm going to just <laughs> Eli's got two. Just saying. Um, so, yeah, so then you kind of start to think, okay, what's going on over there, right? So people were scratching their heads. What's, why is that particular region of the world so dominant? Right. And there's studies done, right? Yeah, there's there's been a, a few of them done, which is – Kind of crazy, yeah. But that it's garnered so much attention that they want to figure out what's going on there. What makes because from a physiological point of view, as as humans, we're all kind of the same. This like ninety six, ninety seven percent of us are all the same. Right. Our digestive tracts are the same. The reproductive systems are all the same. Yada yada. Structural. Yes, it's yeah. all the same. What is different, most of what is different, you can see. Okay. Your, your hair color, your, your eye color, your, your height. Uh, you know, most of that, those differences are front and center. It's not something inside of you that is different, drastically different. It's the stuff on the outside. So right. from that point of view, it kind of makes trying to figure out why they're so dominant without drugs – to be the reason, you know, mm-hmm. it, more of a complicated issue. Yeah, it uh, and there's nothing really. I mean, there's research on it, and we'll talk about it a little bit. But it seems like there's nothing definitive, right? Which that points to the physiological, the regional, the, all that stuff. But and 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 with me, what makes it confusing is, so you sit there and say you can't really put your finger on something. So maybe it's multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. But how can you have multiple reasons add up to 90 of the fastest 100 times are Ethiopian and Kenyans? Like, wh- that doesn't make any sense that multiple factors are going to account for 90% of anything mm-hmm. ever. Um, so let's take a look at the, the, the demographics of those countries in comparison to the U.S. I think you did some research on that. Which, yeah. And by the way, let me just go back a little bit. Tommy purposely told me not to do too much research, right? <laughs> uh, I, and I wanted to, um, and I did. I did Especially with the drugs in yeah, Kenya. The, yeah, I stayed away from the yeah. Kenyan and Ethiopian drug part, but I did go into a little bit of research on the, um, the studies that were done specifically, like why are the Kenyans and Ethiopians so dominant in running, and, and, and read some of the studies. But you did some, you know, you, you've got some interesting information on the comparison of like populations and. Yeah. So just to give people a kind of uh, a baseline of what we're looking at here, in terms of a population, Kenya has a population of approximately 53 million people. Ethiopia has a, has a population of about 120 million. The United States has a population of 332 million. And so a population that is half, two countries that are about little more than half the size of the U.S. has 90 of the top fastest times ever. And the U.S., I think we have one. I don't even know if we have one. If we have one, it's, yeah. Yeah. And now let's go by, like, actual physical size. So how big is Kenya and Ethiopia? So Kenya is about 83% the size of Texas. Yeah. That's how big it is. Okay. 
Now, Ethiopia is a little bigger. It's about 63% bigger than Texas. Mm-hmm. But obviously, in comparison to the United States, it's nothing. It's, it's not very, very big. And I will say, like, Kenya and Ethiopia, their money is it, – it's, it's an issue there. I mean, Mississippi is a pretty dirt poor state, mm-hmm. and they're pretty wealthy compared to Kenya and right. Ethiopia. So Mostly, what is it? I mean, I don't know what industries have it. It's like farming. Farming, I was yeah. going to say. A lot of it's yeah. got to be agriculture. Yeah. There's, there's, not a, there's not an Ethiopian version of Silicon Valley, you know? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's just, it's just not there. And, and Yeah, we could get into the whole colonialism and exploitation and uh, yeah. you know, resources. Uh, but even, even kind of paring that down, Tommy, uh, it's not even just the countries. It's a specific, like— Yes. Population within those countries. Right, right, right. So, um, but when we talk about money and how like there's so much money and running doesn't have squat, and you know the NFL and baseball and that. So the the um, Kenya has a gross national product of about 118 billion a year. Mm-hmm. Ethiopia is 156 billion. The United States is 27 trillion. <laughs> The NFL is $11.9 billion. So the NFL is $12 billion a year. That's about 10% of Kenya. And I don't know, about maybe 18 uh, or like 7% of Ethiopia. And that's just football. That's, that's good math there. That's Gold. just football, man. Yeah, holy cow. And again, I don't have the degree in math. Ooh. <laughs> Did, so, uh, did someone help you with this math? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like being good with money. and You don't have any. You get to be good with it. Um, but there are essentially, there are two tribes, one in Kenya and mm. one in Ethiopia that account for just about, I, I want to say in Kenya, it's something like 70% of the Kenyan runners, runners are from this tribe called uh, Kaligan. Mm-hmm. And Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Now, what's interesting about that is they are a huge percentage of the distance running population in Kenya, but they're only about 12% of the Kenyan population. Uh, Ethiopia, uh, I believe it's pronounced RG. Okay. And they're, five, and they're 5% of their population. And, and again, they're well over half of the runners that come out of that country so you have an area that like within each country is like maybe the size of jersey maybe (laughs) don't put that don't put that evil on them (laughs) (laughs) they haven't they been through enough (laughs) so when you think i mean just break it down you are such a tiny segment of a small country that doesn't have a ton of money is churning out 90% 90% of the best marathon or marathon times that have ever been run ever. Right. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And uh, even I, specifically for Kenya, it's that, that uh, Kenyan, uh, it's a, the great rift Valley there in Eastern Africa. Yeah. It's and amazing. And people have tried to come up with reasons for it. Like yes. they talk about like, Oh, well they, they have to walk so far to school back and forth. Yeah. It turns out that's bullshit. Um, walk so far they, the schools are close and if the schools are too far guess what they're not going to do they're not going <laughs> to yeah. go to school they're going to work on the farm I mean you think a country that is so poor like 
these are. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to make a living and to survive that they're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to walk 20 kilometers to school or maybe I'll just go work on my family farm and try to make a couple of shillings. Right. Yeah. Do I need yeah. an education? Right. Right. Yeah. Because education is not going to get them out of there. No, no, no. But Nike drugs will. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> should, we, should we actually get into the studies on what makes them so good before we sort of... Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, Why not? That, I think that's a good place. That's a good place to transition to because, again, people scratching their head. What's going on in that part of the world? Why are they so good? And there's yeah. been some. There's got to be a reason, right? There's, there's been some be theories yeah. as to. And it can't specifics. be because Tommy's an asshole and says it's drugs. Yeah. He so. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Sorry. Go on. That's no. You're fine. <laughs> My bad. When the fuck do we start getting commercials? Oh, we're doing ads now. Oh, you, you son of a bitch, you. <laughs> oh. Is it for beer? It's not. It's for, not for Spotify. Ranch in Las Vegas either. Man, it's for the it's for the Bunny Ranch. They contacted us <laughs> <laughs> earlier. <in> reference. <laughs> no, I don't want any money. I just want pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which leads me to I, okay. This is a housekeeping item. We have to go back to this. Um, I received an email from somebody. And oh god, I gotta find it here on my phone. They someone contacted me and wanted to uh, do some sort of collaboration. And oh, that's right, you sent me that. Yeah, yeah. Let me here. I just I'll just pull up the text I sent to you and just read it here. Where did show prep, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, this this is from a gentleman named Francis. Hey, Snot Rocket, <laughs> Francis. <laughs> Calm down, Francis. <laughs> Lighten up, Francis. Light, light. Damn. <laughs> Missed it. Hey, Snot Rocket podcast team. We're a team, Tommy. You and me, we're a team. Um, I love what you guys are doing in the space. I don't know what space that is. <laughs> in mm. the space. Uh, your lighthearted approach to serious running makes your podcast a refreshing and enjoyable listen. It almost sounds like he's listening. Yeah, he's trying to work as like a threesome or something. Jeez, calm down, buddy. I wanted to reach well, out and see, there, huh? <laughs> see if you would be interested in collaborating on a new project we have rolling out in the next few weeks. I think you'd be a great fit, and I'd love to fill you in on additional details. Is this the best way to get in touch with you? Best. Best. He finishes. He finishes yeah, let's do something. Sure. Why, having, yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't. We, we, I don't know what we're getting in here, Tommy. No, I don't know. Doesn't, what, does it really matter? Like as long as I can swear and drink beer, I don't care. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Does the name like really Francis. Matter. I don't know what we're getting into. Okay, so there were a couple things that it was, you know, part of the studies. And I think it was a famous study in 2012 where yes. Yes. Uh, what makes the Kenyan and Ethiopian runners so good, and we're just kind of hit the cliff notes uh, of it, but. but Spoiler alert, they can't figure it out. Yes, they're like, we're still scratching. It's like any medical study. You walk away and you're like, it's still, you're still scratching your head. No, you didn't accomplish yeah. jack shit. Right. Um, people but, are looking at things like the diet. What are they eat? Well, their kids are not eating junk food like our kids were drunk, you know, sucking down Capri Suns. Because they don't have Doritos and Taco Bell. Right. I mean... <laughs> They, so that's it. If right? they could, they would have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going back to. Ethiopia. When, remember when we were kids and USA for Africa, and they used to show yeah. all those videos, and there'd be Ethiopian kids, and they like flies on them, and like give money, and yeah, and then all of a sudden they're running really yeah. well. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. So, um, just not to side sidetrack you here, but 
with the countries, those are two, com- even though they are next door. Yeah, you can't just. Neighbors, they're completely different. You can't paint them with a one brush. You can't Kenya, say, ah, New com- Jersey, New York, they're all the same. No. Yes, right. Kenya kind of has their shit together compared to Ethiopia. What, like governmentally or? Yes. Okay. Yes, because yeah. Ethiopia, like, it just seems like every 15 years there a- is a civil war going on. I mean, it, it's, just a, it's just a hotbed of a mess. Mm-hmm. Not that, I mean, Kenya has its issues, but that area of the world it's hard to thrive and it's, it's not, not necessarily uh provincial or states it's more tribal too yeah right and but that area doesn't have a ton of resources mm-hmm. and but ethiopia is just they've got politically such a mess going on over there it's it's tough so which makes the drug testing even harder harder so but I let you get back to the. Uh, the I'll study. just drink my beer, and you can get back to the. Uh, no, study. I mean. No, I want to get back to my beer. So go do your study, please. Thank <laughs> this, you. This beer's good, actually. God, I love this beer. <laughs> Are you gonna get back like. to the study? Um, so Jeez, genetics. Man. Okay, so we diet, of course. They're 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 living on a, you know, much cleaner diet. Uh, well, they really don't have a choice. Less compounds, yeah, carbohydrates. They don't have a choice, and a similar type of thing can be said about like some of the Southeast Asian. You know, I mean, you hear people talk about stuff like, well, they don't. They use meat more as a garnish than as a staple, mm. and that's why there's less heart disease and this and that. But it comes down to what's available to people. What's mm. available is what they're gonna have. It's not like. Um, Kenya and Ethiopia are choosing to have whatever diet that they have. It's not like the Southeast Asian people are choosing to have, you know, certain things. It's just, it's what's there. They're going to have what they're going to have. So, but even that doesn't really hold water. It's kind of a a bit of a wash because there's this documentary that I was uh, watching about this guy who was a mid-level kind of distance runner I mean, he was like a 14, 30, 14, 25 guy in a 5K, which is fast as hell. I would love to be able to run that. But in Kenya, that's the kind of guy where a coach is like, yeah, come back and talk to me when you break in 14 minutes, okay? And he was talking about how sometimes his training is tough because he only gets to eat once a day. So he has to work around when he's going to train and how much he's going to train based on how much he gets to eat on mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. Now imagine that. Yeah. Imagine we had to work around based on what our fat ass is shoving <laughs> our gullet. I mean, <laughs> come on now. I'm like, I had Chick-fil-A for lunch today. I'm a disgusting <laughs> fat body. It's gross. You know? So it's, it's, but, you know, they try to, and again, I, I'm, I keep saying it's like throwing a dart and hoping mm-hmm. to hit something. You're, I mean, at some point, somebody's going to figure something out that makes a little bit of sense. But so far, nobody's come up with a thing. Right. Um, so genetics, the, the, the next thing that, that, that one, of the, one of the factors that they were looking at was, uh, do they have better genetics than the rest of the world? Uh, you know, like you said earlier, that, that, or their calves were smaller. Longer, yeah, yeah, right. Their, their, their legs were longer in like, relation to their torso. Someone, well, someone likened them to like a bird-like structure, so they were so light. Yeah, you want to know on a personal level how this doesn't hold a lot of water? 
I have pretty long legs, <laughs> so and I don't have one fucking Boston jacket. Not one. <laughs> Jeez, going back to Boston jackets. I'm going to try every time to go back to those fucking jackets. But, um, and, and, and so, yeah, but again, the British Journal of Sports Medicine concluded that's not necessarily a factor right. either. Nope. Nope. Jeez. Uh, um, environment, okay. And, but, yeah, and how are you going to get out? How are you going to make... make Bunny, that makes sense that mm-hmm. that's because with a lot of things in life, you follow the money and you get your yeah. answers to whatever the question is, you know, yeah. whether it's politics or, you know, shady business deals, you follow the money. Money's going to lead you to the truth in a lot of cases. And for people who are trying to make a life and survive, follow the money. Yeah. So that that I think has some merit to it. Yeah, uh, they see the success of their people, their their predecessors that have gone on and been successful and made money, and and a lot of them do like go back. They bring that money back there, uh, but also not necessarily economic, but uh, environmental. The town of yeah. or the, this. They build schools. I ten Kenya yeah. is where it is. That's eight thousand meters above sea level uh, along that that great rift valley so there's well at its highest of, peak it's eight thousand. okay you know but that's it, colorado is up there also yeah but if you're if you're born in that you train in that all the time well we could go into the fact that we've we've tried to emulate that training ourselves with I, now the u.s uh olympic training center you want me to shut on this immediately I should have this immediately. They don't live that far up. Sure, the mountains go up 8,000 feet, but what are you going to grow up there? What yeah. kind of farming are you going to have? Who the fuck's going to live up there? You, you don't live up there because it's not sustainable to life. Mm-hmm. So just because it's, it's, there, are, there, are re, there are parts of it that are really high up doesn't mean everybody's living there. Right. You know? uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying these are all the factors that the study looked at. It does at. help, like, though. Yeah, it, it, it definitely helps. It definitely helps. But yeah. does it help to say... This is why 90% of the fastest 100 marathon times are Ethiopian and Kenyan? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Does it help with training? Sure. And then uh, efficiency, and, and this probably has to do with the running it. Running economy and running, running form. Econ- yeah, yeah that's, and then they're high. That's a bunch uh, of horseshit. They said the same thing about Paula Radcliffe. She's so fast because she's a running economy, and they can prove it. No. Mm-hmm. Paula Radcliffe was fast because she was on drugs. <laughs> Okay. Also talented and worked her ass yeah. off, but she was on drugs. But, so, I mean, all of them are efficient as shit. Yes. I mean, nobody is like like a two-hour and three-minute marathoner with duck feet flapping out like they're having yeah. a seizure. Yeah. Arms That's, going all over the place. They're, they're all, everybody, even horse-toothed motherfuckers are, have economy, you know? If you have a good coach, you should have good economy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thank I you for bringing Salazar in. Did not, yeah, did not mean to go back to Salazar. Yeah, can we, man? After we did that, I was like pissed off at him yeah. for like days. I just stood on it, like man. I just, I, I even after almost, we stopped recording, you had to kind of, yeah, it just, decompress. It just yeah, ah, uh, uh, Salazar is such a piece of shit. But anyway, so back to the Kenyans, but and see, the yeah, okay. I, I think, uh, I think all of the things that this study looked at was was really inconclusive that a lot of people will speculate about. And I think even like, and I said it earlier, Americans tried to chase that a little bit. And they're like, oh, well, maybe because, uh, and I, I think a couple of teams were 
looking at, well, they, they run together all the time and they train together and yeah, it does help. They, it they, does help. Yeah. They, they run and then they get like 12 hours of sleep and that's all they, they eat, sleep yeah. and shit <laughs> running. And that's just their whole life. So, you know, um, Maybe they did it a little bit better because there's so many more distractions in the Western world. So, but all of it really, again, came down is really was just inconclusive. None of, none of it's like definitive. Yeah, that's yeah. why they are right. The best. There's yeah. There's there there's there's no aha. I gotcha. Mm. It. I hate to say it again, but throw the dart. Did you hit yeah. something or did you not hit something? Yeah, in the it, most part, there was yeah. not. They did not. Yeah, hit yeah. Something. They they just they just missed. So there's. I mean, and. I know I'm, I'm ranting on about drugs. It's not all about the drugs either. The drugs are certainly helping. Certainly, certainly helping. There is a multitude of factors that we cannot replicate here, nor can you replicate in Britain or, you know... Australia. It, Australia, yeah, or Japan or, you know... There, it's... I think the socioeconomic factors of it Weigh a lot more than I think people want to give it credit to. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. If there's, I mean, and we're we're getting ready to take the leap off the the, the next bridge. Which if it's not these things, then what is it? It's got to mm. be those things. But if there's anything that you can kind of point to that makes them, you know, puts them a little bit over the edge. I mean, that's all they have is yeah. running. And yeah. they, you know, from the day they're they're born, they're they're running and they're running. They're running to school. They're running home from school, and they're training and running. And they and, want to. And, and that's, that's the way out. And that's kind of a staple with anybody who's amazing at anything, is their work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. You. It doesn't matter what coach, what sport the coach is in, whether it's running or football or basketball. The worst kid or person a coach could have is somebody who is exceedingly talented. And doesn't want to work. Right. They're just they just destroy your your life. Yeah. You don't make great teams on uh, talented, don't want to work people. You make great teams on kind of talented, hardworking people. Um, and perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So when you when and how do you motivate somebody to be that? You know, Eminem, not a good rapper, but boy, he came from the heart. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not okay. I'm not a big. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm a. So I'm a metal guy. I'm I know hair I know. hair bands, but um, maybe because I'm white and I grew up in the suburbs, I list. I do have a couple of Eminem songs that I'm like okay with. But from everything I know, he can rap. Like yeah, yeah. like like they're like yeah, this white boy's embarrassing us kind of stuff. You know. Um, <laughs> uh, Probably a poor example, but yeah, I was just yeah. thinking of some vanilla ice. Who came from hard scrabble beginnings? Ice. Vanilla ice, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vanilla ice had it tough, man. When the street lights came on, he had to go home. Yeah, or he yeah, was yeah. going to be in trouble. Kid Rock. So, do we want to backtrack to the uh, hematology part, or we just glossed over that and we're and it's gone? Well, it's, I it's think I think it's a good point uh, to kind of transition into the next part, where if it's if it's not environmental genetics, yeah. um, then. It's probably let's take a look at the other part of it, and, the, and that and was the, another the, part that they said yeah. was what made them better is their hematology, which is the right. amount of red yeah. blood blood cells, um, well, the percentage of them 
saying that they had a higher count than right. Most, so yeah, most the people. hemoglobin, the, the yeah. it's uh, the red that, protein responsible for just transporting the oxygen in the blood. Yeah, yeah, they, the fuel and everything, and that does make a difference. Like if you have a hematocrit level that's in like the low 40s, mm-hmm. chances are you're not going to be very talented at an endurance sport. Okay. Um, you you really kind of need now. Just because you have a high one, like in the 52, 54, that doesn't mean you're great. Because ironically, mine's kind of high. Mine's like between 48 and 52 at fluctuation or whatever. It's because um, you got a good heart, goldfish. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because I don't use it. It's brand new. I've never used it. I've never had a thought, a human feeling ever once in my entire fucking life. Um, going back to the um, talking about how EPO helps. Mm-hmm. That raises your hematocrit level. It, right. it does. It it drastically raises it. So you're getting more red uh, oxygen carrying red blood blood cells to your body, to your muscles. You know. Um, but that also turned out to be bust. Yes. They didn't have much of anything to do with that at all. That so, was there was no significant advantage to that. Okay. Although so, that's why people train high up because when you train at altitude your hematocrit goes up okay on a natural level so that's perfectly legal to do that no and people have these oxygen tents that they sleep in right which doesn't really help because you i mean it it does but it doesn't but it's lowering the amount of oxygen you're sleeping with so it forces your body to make more red blood blood cells because it's like what's going on here right you know, um, and the hematocrit is the ratio of blood volume of uh, blood red cells to the, your total blood yeah, volume. Right, so if you're right, raising your blood right. and red and, blood cells, and why those sleeping chambers are, I think, are kind of a bad idea, is when it comes to recovery, the best thing you can do is sleep. Yes. And if you're fucking with your sleep, uh, is that really helping you? Are you getting actual yeah, rest? Right. Right. Pure actual rest. That's just expensive too. Yeah. You're well, not getting that in the social services. No. Uh, Joe, no, no. you got to go run with Nike. So, yeah. and then we, in the last episode, we talked about biological passports and biological passports. And you, you made the connection that if, and, and we were just throwing numbers out there, but if I'm, uh, you know, my testosterone is at 700 mm. and yours is at 400, right. you know, the next time that we're tested, if there's any deviation from that baseline of the biological markers like like testosterone and those parameters then that indicates some sort of outside interference right, right. not necessarily right. uh tracking you know taking a piss test and and, and and popping positive for a drug it's deviations from a baseline of a biological marker right right yeah and that and like i was talking about that can be kind of difficult to catch somebody because some of that stuff is out so quickly. Like, well, HGH we talked about, we're not really, I mean, by we, science is not really sure how much of an advantage that has because HGH does more for healing you and getting you back to 100%. HGH is not necessarily going to get you to 110% mm. like EPO is going to. Uh, but even... EPO is out of your system so fast, mm. man. And it's it's hard to catch somebody. And none of these, I shouldn't say none of them, but most of these drugs are naturally occurring in your body. It's anabolic 
steroids, which makes you big and bulky, are foreign. Mm. They really, you know, so that's how, like, Ben Johnson got caught using an anabolic roid. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to have this here, dude. Right. You know, and and if anybody has seen the movie Icarus, mm. um, which is a great one. Yeah, he's, it he It's so awesome because he's like. Watch that again. Because he's like, yeah, listen, I wasn't taking that. Or you know what, whatever the the drug was, he's like, that's a drug I would have taken about six weeks prior because it just tightens you 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 up. That he's like, I definitely took it, but I wasn't taking it then, mm-hmm. so there's no way I could have tested positive because somebody must have set me up. And it's kind of like he has to admit, set me up. <laughs> yeah, he he had to admit guilt to prove he somebody set him up. Yeah. So you're kind of yeah, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, but. It's just that it was such a, it's such an interesting film. It really is kind of cool. So but. if 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 all of the other indicators that we would think would make the Kenyans and Ethiopians so successful are not conclusive, then why let's take the leap, then why are they successful in middle and long distance running? Um yeah, I I think it's a I, th- I think drugs play a big part in it. Um, but again, to discount the socioeconomic factors is, I mean, I think people want to point a finger to something physiological to mm. say, aha, they don't want to break it down as to something as simple as, yeah, they're just fucking broken. They want to live, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I talked a little bit of the last uh, the last time about how USADA and WADA really want to sell us on this fairy tale of a clean sport when it's not. People want to have a fairy tale of this is why somebody's better. It's not because of nefarious reasons. And you know, being broke and struggling that's real shit. And it's a that, real motivator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about. How many there there are a lot of inventions like necessity is a mother of all inventions, which is kind of true. There are many kind of examples true. of when people made something better strictly to make money, yeah. um, and they didn't need to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but a lot of times people did things just to make their life easier and just because they didn't have a choice. Right. And it worked out tremendously like they never thought. You know, you could look know. at the cotton gin. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that might be a bad example. You want to go down that road? Yeah. yeah that, 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 that might be a bad example. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. been many inventions along the way. I mean, the, the, the car, let's, let's face it, you know, yeah. or motorized engine. So we could yeah. farm better and, and Henry and, Ford was an anti-Semitic piece of shit, by the yes, way. Yes, he was. Yes, he oh, was. Are we going to go? We're going to bring up Hitler again? Being. Jesus, terrible human. Way being. too many Hitler references, and we're going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if you know this, but he bought a paper, the Dearborn Express, where Henry Ford we're talking about. Yes. Now. Yeah. And he bought that. The it seems like the only reason he bought it was to just like blast lies about Jews to the point where he was sued and was forced to shut it down. 
good. Like he was, yeah, just a horrible person. Like yeah, like, he did. Uh, yeah, I I did see some things before about how anti-Semitic he was. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty <sighs> crazy. Jesus. Yeah, I don't I don't get it, man. I mean, there there are lots of reasons of, that I hate people. What you know, what religion they are, or what country they're from that, that's i can do way better than that and i'm funnier than that for crying out loud i got plenty of reasons to hate them <laughs> like you like the red sox yeah guess what <laughs> like sports like people who don't like sports i don't get because you have a chance to hate an entire city simply because their quarterback yeah, is an asshole exactly <laughs> it's fantastic exactly. like and we all great. hate the cowboys so it's great yes, yeah yes. just because they're so, their fans are assholes so a buddy of mine, who I'm not going to mention his name, uh, he doesn't know much about sports a lot. He's like, but I know enough to not like the Cowboys. Uh, like, there you go. Go, my man. <laughs> That's so, yeah. Exactly. So let's do we let's talk about the first person from Kenya who was caught doping. Cosmos Nettie. He's, he's was in the 1988 World Championships. He got caught with EPO. Okay. He was second. In the World Junior Champions then as a 17-year-old. That year, Kenya finished first, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And he was doping back then. Yeah. He's also a three-time Boston Marathon yeah. champion. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the – and really, back in the late 80s, early 90s is when the – Testing started to catch up to mm -hmm. the drugs, and right. it's always a cat and mouse situation, um, you know. So, our, our, it's it's, and the testing process is difficult to catch people because it's so easy to get by yeah. on it. And and like we talked about in a, um, in the first episode of this, was it the first? Yeah, it wasn't the Salazar one. one. Part yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about how like. The percentage of people who get caught are like four to six percent, mm -hmm. maybe, and the number who were doing it are between thirty and forty percent. Right, you know. So and the self admission, yeah, that yeah, that's crazy. It's that. crazy. So, um, yeah, you know, it it, and I don't, I'm, I'm struggling here because I wanted to, I want to get into like the doping in Kenya, but I'm, it's a whole nother episode. So let's calm the hell down, Tommy. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, to to. To, to bring it back again, it's it's is it uh, influence from outside at that time coming in to Kenya and hey we've you know we have some successful runners, maybe some Western influence coming in and thinking okay let's 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 start coaching these guys and maybe start to try some of these things with them to make them even faster. I mean I don't know. Yeah, I just everybody's dirty, man. I'm just. Everybody's dirty. I just I'm so I'm so jaded. It's crazy. Like so, there is a theory that for every million of population, a country is going to have one athletics elite athletics, which could be shot put, running, mm. you know, whatever. They're going to have one elite athlete. So Kenya that has um, a where is it again? A population of 53 million should have. Somewhere between fifty-two to fifty-five elite runners. From two thousand and four to two thousand and nineteen, a hundred and thirty-eight Kenyans tested positive. In two thousand and nineteen, that's just tested positive. Yeah, in two thousand and nineteen, right. fifteen were tested alone positive. Like, it's 
it's that's a teaser to what's coming up next because, man, oh, man. And we're not going to get into the testing and the drugs in Ethiopia because, as we talked about, the countries are so different. Mm. And for the testing to be valid, they have to get the results to, like, a WADA lab in, like, a three-hour span. Okay. So to get – you know, you have to find these these folks – test them, and then get off to, to yeah. another lab in the middle of a country that's riddled with war and, you know, poverty all, and all stuff. Yeah. yeah, poor transportation. Yeah. And I believe what I heard was the nearest lab was like in South Africa. So, so the plane that's ride a, alone the is like, yeah, away. yeah. It's, no, it's the same continent. It's South Africa. Well, I mean, the length of a continent. You, did you just fuck up there, man? No, no, no. Jesus, I'm saying... Man. If Oscar Pistorius geographic- is so pissed in prison at you right now, he's going to shoot you through a <laughs> bathroom door. <laughs> geographically, the countries of Kenya and Ethiopia are in the northeastern part of the country. South Africa is yeah, it's, it's very it's definitely far makes away it difficult. Yeah, yeah. Where and now Kenya has labs them themselves, so it mm-hmm. makes it a little easier for them to get the testing done. Same with the. U.S. The U.S. has has labs. So, um, but Ethiopia, they don't have money for that stuff, man. They, no. they're, it's tough. So, yeah, there's there 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 is kind of like a wild wild west part of that, or they're just yeah, like you know, like where you you have you have a, a a western athlete who is in a concentrated city where samples can be taken and quickly. Uh, and right. analyzed and then where okay then you have this place where you know you well, gotta, like you said you got to find the person so you got to get the sample if you're and test in Houston and a you yeah. you rep comes up and says hey we're going to test you they will test on a US lab right yeah and WADA the world anti-doping agency says oh they're positive yep okay we'll take it Ethiopia doesn't have their USADA lab. They don't have an anti-doping. So it has to go to a WADA lab, which again is in South Africa. Right. You know, so the chances of an out-of-drug testing pop is slim to zero. Mm. Kenya does have its own anti-doping. They're also like riddled with, um, you know. Corruption. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're like, even like, well, it's not a surprise that Kenya has it when the International Olympic Committee is riddled with it like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just – it's such a joke. Um, they're, they're, that's a whole different topic. But um, So it's not uncommon to see athletes going to Ethiopia to train. In spite of it being not a great place, you know, they also know they're not going to get caught there. They're not going to stay yeah. in a Ramada in yeah. Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's interesting stuff, but – you know, I mean, just the dominance between the two of them, no matter what the reason is, is just, it's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. So that might need to be, uh, this is episode three. So episode, f- I sh- sorry, part three, this is part three of our series. Part four, then we need to delve specifically into yeah. the drugs. In Kenya, yeah. In Kenya. And it's baller, man. It's so cool. I, I just can tell you're already amazing. excited to talk I about find, it. I find, it just... I don't know. I'm like a child here. I'm like you. You, you, you're, you're, you are kind of childish. Yeah, I am childish. That, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so does that make this a wrap, my man? I think so. Yeah. We, All right. We, we've been talking for 
uh, quite a while. We got another beer to go. Able, yeah, geez. We we yeah. talked we talked quite a bit specifically about Kenyan and Ethiopia, but on part four of this series, we're going to delve a little bit more deeper into. Obviously, it's not necessarily other factors. It's more specifically. Let's take a look deeper into. Are there some outside influences that are making the Kenyan and Ethiopian athletes uh, I muted a little my more dominant? I opened my beer, by the way. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have mentioned that because that was stupid. <laughs> and Why I not? And I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Andrew. That's no. I feel bad fine. about that. <laughs> I think the common theme throughout our episodes now is that if we're just going to be cracking beers all the time. And People I haven't burped like, once. Your mother is going to be so proud oh, yeah, of me. Hi, I haven't burped sorry, once. Mom. <laughs> mom. Did you want to apologize to your mom too? No, she's no. not listening. Did to you this. want to do a quick impression of your mom? <laughs> <laughs> I can't find my glasses. No, if your mom my listens to this, I want to. I want to know, like, if your mom listens my mom to this no, episode. No, she doesn't listen. If, to if your mom listened to the beer episode, what would she no, say? She. she um, so my mother hates the f bomb. She <laughs> is like she hates really hardcore swear swear words. Yeah. Like, um, and. So uh, she would be appalled by this, and so she's never going to hear it. She's, uh, I don't even tell her about it. Yeah. Did you ever on. hear your parents say the F word when you were a kid? My dad did say it when he, you know, I was older. I was probably in my 20s. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> but my dad didn't swear around women ever. Well, oh, I mean, God he bless would him. say shit or hell, but he wouldn't say any of the big, the, the, uh, big ones. But when, um, when I got older, yeah, he, yeah. he just would let it. Now, I think that I mentioned on the podcast about how my dad was an icon in the running club back in New York. We no, I didn't. T- I, I didn't. I, on another I show, think, we yeah. talked about how you're. Okay, maybe we need to delve into Hank yeah. a little bit on on the, on the next okay. episode. So, but yeah, but my my dad, who was Scottish, yes. So he was, you know, he was a perfect gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll go with that. But he was uh, such an icon in the running club that I grew up in that their Volunteer of the Year award is named after him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's going to get named after me? <laughs> Not a fucking thing. <laughs> like, I can't even have a boy. I have all girls. I think I can't you get have a park bench. Me. <laughs> I think you have a park bench in First Landing ready for your name. <laughs> I'll bet you I don't. <laughs> We're gonna make that no happen. Well, maybe happen. after the last episode, after you uh, never gonna happen. made fun of. Uh, maybe in one of uh, his speeches of like getting run of the year, Galen Rupp will mention me. Like, yeah. Oh, I was thinking somebody else. No. <laughs> 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 oh. 1904 marathon finisher. All right, Sonatis, we've got some homework for you. Uh, as we did with the movie Cliffy, we're gonna go ahead and do another movie review. And what do we got next for our movie review, Tom? We're gonna do Saint Ralph. St. Ralph. St. Yes. Ralph is such a good story. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember watching it. It's going to be a fun movie for you all to watch it. Actually, it's going to be a little bit better, well-known movie. Next time you watch it, are you going to wear your Boston jacket? <laughs> it does involve a Canadian lad who has a dream of completing the Boston Marathon, thinking that it'll be a miracle that will help cure his mother of brain cancer. Yeah. So it's a really heartfelt Spoiler. Story. Didn't work. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so we're going up to Canada, you snotty hoser. So get ready. Sorry, not sorry. Take off, you hoser. 
it's free on a lot of platforms. So yeah. you can you can watch it on the Roku channel. It's on YouTube. I believe it's even free on Netflix. But Is it on it's YouTube? Free. I didn't think it was on YouTube. But I think only only Cliffy was. And which Cliffy. Cliffy was on YouTube. Was, but then our episode comes out and they're like, no, no, no. We got to get money for this shit. Skyrocketing numbers. And they say, we're taking Cliffy off of YouTube. Nobody's so listening to us, but the man is watching. We're going to make them pay. All right. So coming up in a few episodes. So make sure you do your homework snotties and listen to St. Ralph. And so you can follow along and enjoy with us. Can, right. we, can <laughs> we crash this plane already? Can we just crash this one? Just yeah, drive let's bring it in it the ground. All right. So... This has been episode seven, part three, where we took a look at the Ethiopian and Kenyan influence in running. And on the next episode, we're going to delve deeper into what's making them so much faster. So for the Snot Rocket Podcast, I am Andrew. And I'm Tommy. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out, bitches. The Snot Rocket Podcast is a Blair Court production. Listen, subscribe, and rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Snot Rocket Podcast.